I'm Jay Pitts, a real estate broker, agent, leader, and investor. For the last decade, I've navigated the craziest of real estate markets this country has ever seen, selling over 2,000 homes, moving in and out of markets, always ahead of the curve. And now I'm bringing that perspective to you. This is your resource, and Real Talk About Real Estate starts right now. back, folks, to another episode of Resource Real Talk about Louisville real estate. I am your host, Jay Pitts, broker owner of REMAX Premier Properties and leader of JT Pitts and Associates. I am joined today by an esteemed guest, one of my agents. I do my best to bring you, you know, some of the most intrepid guests that you might have, people that move and shake in the Louisville real estate space, and maybe not always in Louisville because we like to have uh, you know, a little bit of contribution from outside the market. But today I have a very big treat for you, Mr. Scott Radcliffe, a member of JT Pitts and Associates, former and now the owner of the Scott Radcliffe real estate team here at Remax Premier Property. Scott, welcome. Thanks for thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited about this. So I get to see this face in this room quite often when we do trainings and you know, kind of uh, group group training sessions. You know, we do our roundtable training. This is Scott's like home office position. Um, you know, it's uh, it's something that we've grown accustomed to over the last six months, right? Seeing everybody with the with a similar background in the back, that kind of thing. But uh, proud to be talking about something a little different today. So Scott has yet to be a guest on the podcast. I'm surprised, honestly, when I realized it that he had not. Um, and I, I think he's got some good information to bring to you today. Scott is a phenomenal example of a young, successful, uh, upward arcing type agent, business, team lead, what have you. You know, he's been in the business, what, now five years coming up on? Four was June. Yeah, just finished okay, four. So four yeah. years in June, you know, four and a half, you know, not quite four and a half years. But, you know, Scott's trajectory is you know, very similar to what you see in really successful, relatively new to the industry agents, right? He's coming up on that five-year benchmark that we talk about. There's 97% failure rate in that first five years. Scott's, um, you know, path in the industry is is unique in its own right, but it follows some kind of traditional, um, you know, markers for successful lifetime agents. Okay, Scott, I, you know, you, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I do know your, your history a bit, but you got into the business, you joined a very successful, very accomplished real estate team with another brokerage. Mm -hmm. You were there nearly three years, I believe. Uh, maybe I, just I, over I was about, it was about actually about a year and a half, year and a half or Is so. Is that all? Two, year and a half to okay. two years. Yeah. God bless time flies. I okay. So, so year and a half, two years. Did a fair amount of business, pretty much all sphere of influence, self-generated, kind of hustling, you know, using your personal network to generate that business pretty much, right? In those first two years? Yeah. I mean, you hit, you hit right on the head with that. I mean, it was, I kind of, I was kind of forced and it's kind of a blessing in disguise now, but I was kind of forced to, uh, you know, really rely on my sphere, which is very difficult as a new agent um, because you know, when you get in the business, you're, we're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars in, in homes, people that they own or want to buy and, you know, who's going to really trust a new agent. They like you, but that's not enough a lot of times. And so 
it really helped and forced me to hone my craft and really, really get creative with my sphere. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy it worked the way it did, but the very beginning wasn't always the easiest. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, I, it's funny. I sat down with a gentleman yesterday, new, you know, going to be a new agent here very soon. Um, really been in sales, had some, some fair amount of success in other sales outside of real estate, but, uh, didn't want to feel like he was a burden to people wanted to know like greatest concern was like, if I get into real estate, am I not going to feel this way? Like I sell copiers. I, nobody wants to see me. I walk into an office and I, I can't feel that way. That's not what I want. So, and I told him, I said, there are going to be moments where you feel that way. It just, it just happens in any type of sales, but real estate generally sells itself. So, you know, Scott had some moments where he probably felt like it ought, things ought to be happening faster. Um, you know, probably had some moments where, you know, he worked a little too hard and, you know, had a little bit of commission breath and didn't really get the response that he wanted. Right. We talk about commission breath often um, because he was put in a situation where he joined a team of very successful, very, you know, established real estate agents. And, and essentially what he what, what he had was a mentor but not a mentor that created business opportunities for him. It was, Hey, see, you know, see, see what falls off the table. Um, you know, that you can grab a hold of, see what, see what type of situations you can generate from what I generate and, you know, sink or swim kid, that kind of situation. Right. Yeah. Um, we're here to help. We're here to help you when you skin your knee, but you know, we're not going to hand you our, you know, $400,000 buyer, um, to go show houses to that kind of scenario. Right. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a lot of that. It was like, hey, if you have a problem, give me a call. And we'll help you fix it. And it wasn't it wasn't proactive. It was reactive. And and yeah. I, I realized that pretty quickly on. But kind of back to your point, Jay, and you talking to your new agent. You know, I think it's really important to hit on. You know, I am, I guess you would say, relatively new to the business still. I mean, under five years. And look, no one wants to be. No one gets in the business and says, hey, I want to be that salesy type salesman. No, no one wants to be that. No one wants to be a door knocker. No one wants to, uh, you know, to do that, that stuff that can seem to be annoying. And that's fine. If, if you don't want to do that, don't, because I, honestly, I didn't. Now, I, don't get me wrong. I had to send, I sent so many messages to people, but I made it to where it wasn't salesy. It was a lot of, hey, I'm here if you need my help. And that's honestly how I go about you know, my scripts or not even scripts, but just how I go about my daily life with my sphere or leads that come in. My, my, my brand that I want and how I sell is a lot of just very laid back. I'm business oriented, but this transaction is going to have to be a personal relationship and the personal relationships need, doesn't need to be about sales. Right. So yeah. I just try to be very normal with the, with whoever calls in or whoever reaches out and I think you can be very, I mean, I've been successful so far and I'm still growing, but just being, just not being salesy. Right. So, so absolutely, you know, that there is a, a fair amount of sales resistance out there to real estate professionals. And it's because there are a lot of agents that are not incredibly qualified that are doing their best. They're on the cusp. I often say that, you know, most agents are one to two transactions per year from leaving the business they don't get those one or two transactions, then they move on to, to a different career. That's why the failure rate's so high. But Scott's a different story, okay? So so once again, found himself in the middle of a mentor-mentee relationship that didn't provide business opportunities, which is fine. 
Um, that's the way a lot of people do it. Okay. Uh, he learned a lot, maybe not, maybe didn't, didn't understand fully the circumstance he'd gotten himself into. Didn't know what he didn't know as most new agents don't, um, made the choice to move on. Okay. And, and joined our team next, you know, followed that, that, that agent to a new brokerage. And it just kind of felt like it might be time for Scott to look for something different. Is that a fair characterization, Scott? Yeah. Yeah, and absolutely. So, so, so then joins my team, which honestly, um, you know, was very different dynamic, right? We create opportunities, we have structure, we have training, we have support, we have a lot of culture that you may not have felt um, in, in kind of freewheeling in your prior situation. Scott, you know, took advantage of that and learned some things, but was very honest and forthright with me at his desire to, to eventually you know, maybe even sooner rather than later, go out on his own and potentially even start his own team. So fast forward, I don't even remember the number, Scott, you can probably correct me, but I think it was something on the level of 30 transactions in seven or eight months that you did with the team. Yeah. Uh, most of which were not opportunities created by us. Most of which were still his sphere of influence. And he starts to reap the rewards of that two years of effort that he but put to in. That note, to that note, Jay, I mean, yes, you're right. I, mean, I probably did maybe three transactions that were generated from you and your team or the lead sources. But uh, I think, you know, with, Agents out there, when they're going to either switch brokerages or maybe join a new team or just get in the business in general, what what do you need? What is your value? And and when we sat down and talked, Jay, and you know, I I like you said, I probably had the sphere and business enough to be able to survive and continue to grow. But I now it's only four years in the business and I'm scaling, and that's kind of what we're talking about. Yeah. But I would have been it would have taken me seven eight years if I didn't join your team because what it provided me talking about the new agents and being salesy again. I wasn't salesy because you provided me the confidence and the training, the education, and that's what I need, yeah. the system to see what a successful professional real estate agent looked like and then carry myself in that manner, manner because I, I, I truly believe when someone calls me to list their home, I am the best option for them. And in, right. in having that mindset and being prepared, uh, it – it's it's slingshotted my sphere business more than I would have ever you know the thirty transactions probably would have been fifteen, but yeah. because of my confidence and ability, it slung. I mean, it gave me fifty two times the amount of business in my own sphere. I I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that. And certainly, I you know, uh, I don't want to undersell certainly Scott's efforts. Okay. Scott Scott, oftentimes the best results are had when you find when the right time aligns in the right place with the right skills. Scott certainly had the skills, okay? The timing was correct, and we were the place that helped him, you know, understand his, you know, his value and his confidence, allowed him to get his confidence. Now, I'll be fair. Scott and I are very similar in this respect. We're former athletes. Scott at a much higher level than me, former Division One, you know, football wide receiver and a super, uh, you know, a Sugar Bowl, Sugar Bowl champion, right? Yep, yep. Sugar Bowl, He's got a Sugar Bowl ring. So uh, I didn't compete at that level, but us former athletes don't typically lack the propensity for confidence. We just need to know how to channel it, right? So Scott found that here, right? Now Scott and I's conversations are much different, right? They they move towards more of a leadership perspective, more of a recruiting perspective, more of a of filtering, sorting, time management, you know, understanding value, best best placed efforts, things like that. And so the thing that I think, you know, what really led us to to have this conversation today is 
that you used the word a second ago, the scale of your business. Okay. And as if you haven't noticed, Scott's yawned about three times since this started. He's also a new parent, <laughs> probably not getting very much sleep. Uh, <laughs> and as, as of, as of September 14th, he closed just shy of $10 million in sales this year. Um, so needless to say, Scott's got a few things going on. Sorry, Scott, I had to call you. No, out. it's, you know um, what it is? I have to correct you. It is not me yawning. It's me inhaling. So I have sports asthma. I got that around the college days at UofL. Got it. And when the, and when the allergies, when the allergies now. here in Kentucky hit, I, it is my talk. It, I have to inhale quite deeply. So I'm trying to cover okay. my mouth while so doing so that's what you tell your clients when you yawn in the middle of a listing <laughs> appointment i'm sure but that's okay i, I hey if, if in case you haven't realized scott is a salesman so we'll we'll, we'll figure that out now we'll take his word for it, the asthmatic <laughs> part um no the scale the scale scott you know new agent maybe I, I don't know how many deals i guess 15 or 20 in your first year okay Maybe slightly more than that in year two. Maybe not even. Okay. So what? I had, I had two transactions in six months. Now let that sink into the, the agents that are sitting there. You know, I'm four years in the business. I've already closed about $11 million. I'm, I'm hoping to close much more by the end of the year. I had two sales in six months. The same client. I helped them sell and it helped them buy. And I had to go buy. I had to go get my Indiana, a whole other state's license to help them buy. And uh, So additional expense and time. Yeah. So, okay, so two sales in six months to uh, probably in year two, 20 sales had to be. Yeah, close, right? yeah. Close. 20 sales in year two to joining my team and doing 30 sales in less than nine months-ish, mm -hmm. okay, to 10 million in volume two years later, mm -hmm. okay? So, so and, you know, and we're, the, the year's not even over, right? So, you know, finished last year just shy of 10 million, which was the goal. So busy, the guy... So busy, the guy didn't even have time to set a goal for 2020. It doesn't matter anyway. COVID and all all that 2020 has been would have would have laid rest to the to the best laid plans anyway. But needless to say, Scott, it's been a good year. You got a good business. You've hired an agent. You've hired an assistant. You're projecting, you know, this upward arc that we like to see of agents that are looking to scale. So yeah, where do we stand now? in the team building process. Yeah, perfect. Let's dive into it because this is the exciting stuff. Like I think this is what a lot of the, the, the listeners are going to get from this conversation is, you know, I'm not an expert in scaling. I'm actually in the in the middle of it. Like I've already had some some failures like a few months ago and I've had to revamp and I've spent unnecessary money. I'm continuing to do so and I'm trying to, I'm spending money that's working and spending money that's not working. And you know, I'm getting help. And, and I think an important thing is, is find out what you're good at and find out what you're not good at. For me, it was very clear. I'm not organized. And so my advice is, you know, right immediately before most people, I just left Jay's team. And Jay, the first thing I did, what did I do? Before I even sold a home, I hired an assistant. Like no one leaves a team and immediately puts that much money into someone else's pocket. But I knew it was going to help me scale. It was going to help me grow. And now I've got a sales associate hiring a few others. And not only do I have a, uh, excuse me, a transaction coordinator and assistant, but now I'm going to roll into having my own business uh, manager. So I'll have two yeah. people helping me with a lot of stuff. And I'm very excited about it because what do we all want in this business? Look, we want to be able to provide our clients 
the absolute best service, right? And it got to the point for me that because of time, not because of effort, not because of anything else, but because of sheer time, I could not give everybody the amount of top service that I wanted to give them. Now, they were probably happy, but I want to build relationships throughout the transaction, and it was very difficult for me to do so. So how do I do so? I looked at my business. I got a plan. I said, I need help. I need people to help my sales associates. Uh, I need uh, an office manager, and I need a my, my assistant. And in doing so, I'm very excited for next year. And you, you said I didn't have time to set a goal. And it, as far as my own volume, yes, but my goal was to scale. And there was no definitive number on what that looked like. And so you know, I think I'm moving in that direction. Well, okay, so let's, let, let, let's take a step back. So let's, let's first define what scale means. Scaling means taking your business and making it what it is today be equivalent or better in the way of service to your clients at 2x, 3x, 4x, 5x, 10x, 50x. Scaling is essentially multiplying your output without sacrificing quality. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's what scaling a business is, right? And so there, there are several things that are necessary, and, and, and I'm going to get, because I've got a great question for Scott, I'm going to get to it in just a second, because I think it really speaks life to the conversation, the type of conversations that he and I have in helping him build his business. And so, you know, yes, he joined my team, okay? Um, we knew it wouldn't, it, that wouldn't, that relationship wouldn't remain as, as it was forever. I knew this was his ambition, but it was still the reason why he joined us because he knew that there was no one better to coach him on scaling a business than me. You know, I'm currently 25 agents plus on a team adding another five to six within the next, you know, 30 to 60 days. There goes that yawn again, Scott. Um, no, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, we're, and, and we're going to big, we're going to big things. One of the conversations I'm having right now is the conversation you're just talking about, Scott, how to scale support staff. We can add agents all day long, but if we can't provide the support staff for the agents to do their job well, then they, what reason do they have to be here? Yeah. So, okay, let's, let's take a step back. What is the, I think I know this answer. What is the hardest part? Okay, for you as a top producing agent making the transition to a team lead or a leader, you're primarily a leader. Mm -hmm. Okay, what's the hardest part of scaling from a top producing agent to a high producing team lead? Very easy. The time, the time and the ability to be that top producer and to continue to have time to answer the phone when your associates have questions to have some education and training, you know, be proactive. I'm, I'm working very hard to not be the reactive agent, uh, team that I left, you know, I, I want to be the proactive and, and the time and, and the organization is really what it takes. And that's probably the most difficult thing. And you go beyond the sales associates, as you said, you know, I think one of my mistakes which we can dive into later. Doesn't we don't have to? But one of my mistakes is I hired a, a full time assistant, a second person, so I could have a transaction coordinator, a full time assistant, and I didn't have the time to tell 
that that assistant what to do. She was lost, and I can't blame her. It was not her fault. It didn't work out. It was 100%, hey, Scott, what do I do today? And I was like, I don't know. Figure it out. Like, I don't have time to, to, to tell you. It was, it was so bad. I think being organized and having a game plan in the time is the most difficult thing. It's such an interesting thing because, I mean, and I laugh and I'm smiling. I've got this, you know, grin on my face because I've been in the same position. Like, wh what do I need to do? I don't know. I need to hire somebody. What are they going to do? I don't know. We'll figure it out. Like, the point <laughs> is, is that we can't afford people that will figure it out. We, we can afford people that will be told what to do and then execute if, yeah. they're, if they're given proper leadership. But that's neither here nor there. Okay, so... It always gets, and I've probably, if I've told you once, I've probably told you a thousand times, if it always gets harder before it gets easier, right? You know, it's always darkest before the dawn, right? So like, you know, Scott you tell is me, this guy, he, what's that? You tell me that every time and it, and like, I know you're going to say that and I know that's how it's going to be. And I hate when you say it cause I know it's so true, but you need to hear it, right? I need to, yeah, you need you're right. You need to hear it. And so, you know, for me, I have to do, I have to, Scott, what you'll understand, and you know this about me, I say things because I need to hear them too. Mm -hmm. Okay. I say things because I need to hear them too. That's, that's a, a quality that my dad instilled in me, He's instilled so much, especially as it pertains to real estate. Um, but yeah, I need to hear it too. I need to be reminded. So I tell you guys, and I hope to make all the mistakes, you know, ahead of you so that you can look at my mistakes and avoid them you know, of your own accord, but it's always darkest before the dawn, right? Like you, you got two young children, you've got a wife at home, you've got, you know, 15 buyer clients that you're juggling. You've got five great listings that are under multiple offer situation at any point in time. You've got another five listings in the hopper ready to go on the market in the next two weeks, probably. And somehow you're expected to be good at all of it. Yeah. Okay. And the only way out is either say no to people you don't want to say no to, and forfeit income that you feel like you're, you've earned and your family deserves, or grow your way out of it. And when you grow your way out of it, it gets harder before it gets easier. Yeah. So, so there's this, this, this conundrum, right? I will say, and this is a conversation I've had explicitly with you and, and in our small group of very highly um, qualified real estate agents that are in a very similar situation as Scott. Um, you know, learning how to let go is incredibly important. You've got Becca on your team now, okay? Becca's been with us six months, and, you know, frankly, she joined joined the team at a just prior to a very difficult time, right? And it could have gone, right, dicey, right? Could have gone yeah. the other way. Um, but it hasn't. De Becca has become very qualified in a very short period of time and is performing remarkably for you and your team. But it wasn't always easy to let go, right? It wasn't that, always easy to let go. That was the best advice that I had gotten from you all. You, Jay, Zach, Jay's brother, um, a bunch of the other agents who were going through it, Tracy, Matt Hoagland. I mean, it was, it was that. It was, hey, look, you're stressed, right? You got so much going on, and you want to be able to give your clients the, the absolute best service. And sometimes, although you don't want it to be, or the lead that comes in, you, you, sometimes the best service is, in my case, it's Becca. You know, it's it's handing it to somebody else and saying, look, Becca knows what she's doing. And, telling, and to her point, like, I am blessed to have somebody like that, like Becca, who is, you know, she started during right before the pandemic, quit her job, started. It was like and she was part time as a 
a bartender. Well, we all know those jobs went away too. Yeah. And so, so, so her you know, safety net got removed. Yeah. I mean, well, just the day job, the safety net also yeah. was, you know, was cut. Yeah. So it's, uh, she had to make it work. Yeah. She and, had to make it work. And I'll tell you too. So when you, when you let go, look, I still struggle with it a lot of times, but I'll tell you when I do it immediately after I do it, you know, the sigh of relief. Cause I know they're in good, good hands. And I know that it's going to provide me to the ability to, because I, I can still, I still am hands on with those, with those clients. Don't get me wrong. I'm not passing them to the side by any means. I am full in with them, but as far as showing them homes and, and doing some of the legwork, you know, it's not that I don't have, because I, I have the time if I can, but sometimes when, you know, you it's, it's so difficult to juggle and tell somebody, because it's not, I don't have the time because you can always make the time right, but it's, can I give you the best service with the time that I have? And it's, it's not always the case. Well, and, and, you know, we can get into, you know, how best, what best practices are for helping the client understand that you're doing the best for them. But the, you know, the great thing about Scott and most really successful agents that are going through the very same thing that he's going through right now, um, it's it's true for all of them, and it's that they build a high level of rapport and a high level of trust with the people that request their services. Okay, Scott has an enormous amount of trust built in the people that ask him to help them, and so when he tells them that this is the best move for you, they trust him. Right? They know he's there with his finger on the pulse behind the scenes, helping Becca at every step or whoever. I mean, you're getting ready to probably consider adding some additional agents to the brokerage or to the uh, to the team, I should say. Yeah. And and you know, you'll grow the confidence in new additions the way that you have in Becca over the last six months. Maybe they won't, you know, uh, they invariably will not go the same exact path that Becca has gone, but they'll they'll have special skills and circumstances in their own right and the great thing about having a team is you get to multiply your strengths by imparting them on others but also as a leader you get to be positively affected by the strengths of the people that that come on to support your business you know i often say the measure of a leader is the quality of people that choose to follow them mm-hmm. okay and and you know to know all you need to know about scott all you would have to do is meet becca you know if, if he is if he is credible and qualified to lead a person of this caliber it tells you that you know you know you know you're in good hands as a client when you when you call the scott radcliffe team so okay scott yeah. talk to us a little bit because we've got a few minutes left um, try to be respectful of our listeners time. And I know you've got to go take like six listings this afternoon or something. So, um, or take a walk because, you know, you can do that now because you can, you can, you can take a walk with the family because you got some support. Um, so talk to me about what's the, what's the near future going to look like for the Scott Radcliffe team? Where are you headed? What's 2021 going to look like? Okay. And, and we're not going to get into, you know, if you caught my last episode, the black swan and the pink elephant with Brian Wiegant, we're not going to talk market conditions because in my experience, people like you, you, you cut through the market. You don't, you, you don't, you don't, you know, follow along beside it. So tell me what's going on for you come hell or high water. That's what I want to know. Man. Yeah. So what's coming up for me in 2021, I want to be able to get a few more sales associates. Want to be able to give them more 
of a supporting uh, uh, you know, support for me from the educational standpoint, from a tool and systematic standpoint, um, really working on creating a well-oiled machine that can run itself. Like, let's say, you know, I go on vacation for a week, two weeks, even let's, you know, let's, let's dream, right? Let's, this is down the road stuff. Not maybe, maybe not 2021, but what I'm working on in 2021 <clears throat> is having, is working on the well-oiled machine to where if I was gone for two weeks, you know, wanted to spend the time with the family, there's no one, my clients, my, my team, my, my office manager, no one's going to feel like we're missing a beat. You know, we are moving, you know, honestly with or without me. And, you know, by the time I come back after that two week hiatus or whatever, things are going to be in perfect condition. You know, that's what, you know, I'm working forward, you know, working forward towards the, the end goal. And I think 2021 is going to be, you know, a year where I scale much more. 2020 was a year of learning experience, starting it. 2021 is let's get this thing rocking and rolling and let's help a lot of people buy and sell their homes. That's awesome. Okay. So am I looking like two X as far as team production? Yeah, I'm absolutely. pinning you down. Dude. I'm pinning you down. Yeah, you no, think, two, what, what do we got? Two X, five X, 10 X. What we got? What are we scaling to? You know, so let, let's, let's go about, about as far as sales associates. We're going to, you know, I'm at one right now. Let's, let's go four. let's go four by the end of the year in 2021. Four, four sales associates in 2021. Okay, that's great. Um, what what kind of production and what percentage of that production will Scott Radcliffe account for? That's a great question. There's a lot, there's a lot that I need to to write down. But you know what I kind of have in my head. You know what I, what I'm seeing. What I expect out of whoever I bring on. High, you know high quality agents. You know I've already got one. I, and I've got some more that I think can be rock stars. And that's what I, that's what I want. Let's see, you know, as far as if I got four agents and they're coming sporadically throughout the year, you know, I'm thinking my sales associates can you know, sell somewhere about $20 million in sales. And where does that put me right now? I'm at 11. I'll probably finish with 12 to 13. You know, honestly, I don't even know. I don't know if I want to sell my own above 10 next year. You know, I don't, I don't know if I want to. I mean, it's funny. It's funny because Britt, Jay, you brought this up to me a few months ago and, uh, <clears throat> you know, to your, to your listeners, find a mentor that will help you achieve the goals that you want. And that's what Jay's done for me. He knows my goal is to spend more time with my family and to give my clients the best service. So what he told me is it's a great feeling when you go from, hey, I want to sell 5 million. Now I want to sell 10 million. Now I want to sell 15 million to saying, I only want to sell 8 million. You know, that is where I'm wanting to go. And that's not everybody, but I'm working on the finer details of my systems and training and managing because I love being able to help and I want to help these sales associates and even my, my office manager and transaction coordinator. I want them to be able to have a successful career and a life that I've built for my family that I love. I love what I do. And that's rare. That is rare to wake up Monday, Monday through Sunday, like seven days a week and be like, let's, let's rock it out. Let's crush it. And that's where I'm at. I love it. So it's nice to not have to make excuses to your family. Okay, right now I'm at three. I was just just looked when you said that. I'm at 353 closed and pending on the team for the year, and I account for 12. 12 closed and pending, 12 yeah. transactions. And the volume is, you know, it's pretty decent because I only, you know, I've got some low end type investor prices, but I've got some pretty high price points in there too. So, you, you know, you get to a place where you get to really dial in the value of your time, the time you spend away 
you know, from your kids, the time you spend away from your wife, um, you know, it gets, you get to work with, with the clients that trust you the most, that appreciate you the most. You still get to provide great level of service for everyone that enters your atmosphere. Right. But, but you get to be very, very highly selective at, at where you put your time and energy. And, and, you know, what I, I, you know, I talk about making all the mistakes, you know, I'm very transparent with our agents here that I had to put myself in a very bad situation in my personal life, right. With my personal relationships before I learned these lessons. Right. And I don't wish that upon anyone. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I always tell you, Scott, you know, you can generate three deals in the time it takes you to process one. Okay, so give half of the commission away to a teammate, to a team member who's going to love you and appreciate you for helping them build their career. And you're going to make more money and live a better life in the process. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a pretty simple concept, honestly, for you to be able to grasp. And I appreciate you immensely for the type, you know, he says, get you a mentor. I say, get you a mentee that listens the way Scott does. Okay, so, you know, the truth is, He's going to get what he wants because he's smart and he'll work hard enough to get it. Okay. But, but beyond that, he knows what's important to himself, right? If you don't know what's important to you, it's hard to find yourself in a position to get it. That's the truth. Okay. I've, I've seen it in my personal life. I've seen it in my business life. So, all right, Scott, one piece of advice, closing, parting shot. Call your shot. I'm. I heard third. I heard thirty million with four sales associates in 2021 is what I heard. But you know, I mean, if you want to back off that, we can we 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 can give you a pass. You you know you know how to get me motivated. Just challenge me, right? Give me give me some type of competition, and I'm in. Uh, yeah. Last little parting. Uh, first off, I guess I'll start with. Here's what here's what I would love to do, Jay. I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna bring this up to you on the podcast. I want to come back for part two on this. And on part okay. two, because we've talked about my background and where I'm going, but I think I think for the listeners and for me, I think would be huge is if you and I can sit down and do this again, but go into the comb through the finer details, you know, CRMs, you know, what type yeah. of systems, you know, all that type of stuff that like, you know, beyond the broad umbrella, let's dive into yeah. it. So let's Happy. do part two. Happy to do that. Happy to do that. Let's do this. I'll make you a deal. You get to three sales associates on your team and then we'll do it because that Done. is the, that is the moment. Okay. Where, where a small team has the opportunity to scale. Done. Okay. You can Good. keep three, you can keep three on yourself with limited staff, but when you get past that, there's a growing pain that you hit that where you do really, really require. Now, Scott, your biggest growing pain right now is you got more sales than you know what to do with, which is good problems to have, right? Um, and you have it at the busiest possible moment in your life with two young children, right? Um, trust me, I can empathize. I'm a little older than you, but I've got three little ones, so I totally get it. Um, but let's let's get to three, and then let's revisit, and we'll talk tactics yeah. on, the, on part two of this episode, okay? Let's All right, folks. It. Thank you again, Scott. Appreciate your time. Again, my name is Jay Pitts. I'm the host of Resource Real Talk about Louisville real estate. As a reminder, you can find us on anywhere that you podcast from for the audio version, Spotify, 
um, you know, iTunes, SoundCloud, lots of different outlets there where you'll be able to find us. The video versions are available via our private Facebook group to local real estate agents who are a member of our group. If you're not a member, you know how to find me. I'm pretty easy to track down. Uh, shoot me a note and say, please add me to the resource Real Talk About Louisville Facebook group. You can find full episodes on YouTube, like I said, as well as iTunes or your preferred podcasting platform. Uh, thanks again, Scott. Appreciate y'all. We'll see you next week. As always, um, keep it going.